All right, good morning, Christ Church. Hey, great to have you here in uh, worship this morning or folks joining us online, however you're here and connecting with us. Uh, we're just thrilled that you're here. Uh, I'm Pastor Bob, one of the pastors here at uh, Christ Church, and uh, we're continuing today in our series, Silly Things uh, That Christians Say. And uh, remember, in this series, uh, we're talking about those silly things that are uh, more about what the world says, really, and what the world thinks uh, Christianity is about uh, than what the truth of what uh, Scripture itself uh, teaches us. And so what we're trying to do is dispel these, these myths and uh, get back to the truth of what uh, Scripture says, what God wants us to, to understand, and uh, instead be able to walk faithfully in that truth and uh, dispel uh, these myths. And so today we're going to take on uh, the myth under the title, A Valley Means uh, a wrong turn. Okay, what does that mean? Well, what so often happens is that when bad things happen in our lives, uh, we assume that bad things are always bad uh, and that bad things only result from bad behavior, right? And that shows up in our lives when bad things happen. We kind of jump into that mode and, and we begin the blame game, right? We begin blaming. When something bad happens, we often blame God right away and say, hey, I don't deserve this. I didn't do anything wrong. Why is this happening to me? This shouldn't be happening to me. Why? Right? And we blame God. You're not being fair, right? Or we turn to others around us and we say, you know, if my spouse, if my spouse would treat me better and if they would be a better spouse, this stuff wouldn't happen. Or our kids, if our, my kids were, were good kids, if my kids kids were like the neighbors next door kids. Man, our family would be so... You know how it goes, right? That, that we assume that bad things are always bad, and we assume that bad things result only from uh, bad behavior. Uh, and that's just, frankly, silly. Uh, it's just not what the Bible teaches us uh, and tells us. Yeah, we get that experience even in Scripture where that assumption is made. Uh, this is Jesus walking along, uh, and he's got his disciples uh, with him, and they're just kind of tooling along. And they see a man who had been uh, blind uh, from birth. And so the disciples, watch what they do. The disciples right away say, Rabbi, Jesus, tell us, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? What did they just assume? Kind of a silly thing. They, they assumed that the only reason this could be happening is because of somebody's behavior, somebody's actions. Uh, well, we just want to dispel that understanding that bad things are always bad to begin with and that bad things only come from bad behavior. Uh, now, it is true that bad things can come from bad behavior, right? Uh, we know that from growing up. Discipline happens, right, in our households when there's bad behavior. And so there is truth to that, that bad things happen when we do bad things. And we know that's true in our walk uh, with Christ, right? That if, if we are living outside of God's will, if we're living outside of, of the truth of Scriptures, uh, that brings us in conflict with God's purposes in our lives. And, and that I mean, that's just going to result in some, some bad things. I like this from Proverbs. It says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness uh, and then are angry at the Lord. So when's the last time you reached for a pan that was on the stove and you burnt your hand? And who did you blame, the stove or the pan? 
or yourself, right? I mean, that's the reality, right? The reality is that, sure, of course, when, when we're living outside of God's design, when we're not obedient, when we're not acting according to God's purpose, it shouldn't surprise us that, that bad, things, uh, bad things happen. And we get this in Deuteronomy where, where God is so upfront with us, right? He, he doesn't hide things. He, he's upfront with us to say, look, this is the reality, right? And so Deuteronomy, as he's saying, look, I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people and, and that means I'm going to look out for you and I'm going to give you a way of life and going to give you this incredible opportunity to live life to its fullest, but you need to obey. You need to follow. You need to live it according to my truth, right? And if you don't, that, that's on you. That's consequences. He says, if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and obey the commands and decrees he has given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. Is he upfront about things? Not, not a lot of mincing around on that one, is there? He's pretty clear. He's pretty upfront with the reality of, of the call for obedience in our life. Uh, if you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you are receiving, right? This is the way we're supposed to live, right? But if you don't do that, you'll serve your enemies whom the Lord sends against you. You'll be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking in everything that's bad, right? And so it's clear. Let's not be confused. That's not just Old Testament stuff. That's New Testament stuff. Uh, Jesus tells this wonderful kind of picture, image, parable for us to grab this concept. Anyone who listens to my teaching, follows it, is wise, right? That's good. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, right? Uh, Though the rains come and the torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on the bedrock, right? You can endure, you can overcome, good. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, uh, it is foolish, silly, like a person who builds a house on sand. Uh, when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Okay, so you get the principle, right? Now, I mean, bad things can happen, will happen, consequences will happen when we live outside God's design, when we live out God's purposes, when we live contrary to God's truth. That, that's just the way, the way it is. But here's the good news. If that's where you are today, if, if your life is not in sync with Christ, there's good news. Because God still loves you. Jesus died for you so that you can get your life back. That's good news. Jesus died for you. He, he, he was obedient in all the ways that you can't be. He, he, he gave up absolutely everything. He went through the depths of everything we can imagine in, in being bad so that you can live a different way so you can get right with God and, and so you can change the way you behave. You can change the way you live. You can change the orientation of your life. You can change the purpose and the future that you have. You can get right with God and you can begin living His way today. Because bad things will happen if we live contrary to God's will, God's word, God's desire. But because of Jesus, we can get right. We can have a future. Well, the reality is we move into that future, it doesn't mean bad things are going to be absent, right? Um, not only do bad things happen because 
well, we just misbehave and do bad things, right? But here's the surprising one. Bad things happen when we do right things. Now, Christ followers, this is really important for you to, to, to get and, and to grab hold of here, right? That, that bad things we should expect as Christ followers, that, that difficult things are going to come into our lives simply because we do what Jesus says, because we are obedient. See, we're in the world, we're not of the world. We live in contrast to the world, and that means we're going to have difficult things in our lives because we, we just don't fit into the world, and it's going to push against us. And, and in obedience, that's more important. Faithfulness, that's more important. That's where we live, even if it means we go through some difficult kinds of things. I mean, think about those 12 disciples, right? 12, the church is launched with 12 disciples, right? They replaced Judas. It's launched with 12 disciples. What was the outcome of those guys' lives? Well, they lived serving Christ, man. They put it out there. They lived obedient. They did as faithful as they could do. Did they always get it right? No, but they knew forgiveness and grace, and they just kept trying to push forward, be the person God wanted them to be. But what was the outcome? Of the 12, 11 of them were martyred. And the other one, who died of natural causes, died in exile on an island imprisoned. Bad things? All because they were obedient, they were faithful, they were living according to God's purposes. It shouldn't surprise us. In fact, we should be willing to embrace the idea that bad things aren't always bad. That the difficulties, challenges, struggles that come into our life, they're not always bad because sometimes they're going to come simply because we are obedient. Let me, let me prove it to you. Scripture says, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Do you see that? What are they going to do? They're going to do what is right. That means they're going to do what's faithful, right? They're going to do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere heart. Sometimes you're going to speak the truth as a Christ follower, and it's going to bring you in conflict, and it's going to be difficult. Being faithful, being faithful can create challenges, sorrow, difficulty in our life. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends, those who despise flagrant sinners, honor the faithful followers of the Lord, good stuff, being obedient, doing good stuff, right? Those who keep their promises when? Even when it what? Even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. It shouldn't surprise us as Christ followers because this is exactly what Jesus did. He was absolutely, utterly obedient to the Father. And yet, what did it lead him to? A cross. He was absolutely, utterly innocent of all the charges. He was absolutely innocent. And yet, what did it lead him to? the cross in his faithfulness. 
Now, there's a great episode in, uh, in uh, the, the Gospels with Jesus with he and his disciples. And I think it, it kind of displays what I'm, what I'm trying to uh, have you hear this morning, right? Uh, because the disciples are absolutely obedient, and yet they get into difficulty, right? So Jesus has been teaching along the shore, right? He's been sitting in a boat. He's been teaching. Uh, he finishes up his teaching, and he puts the disciples in the boat. And it says immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. So he sends the disciples on ahead. Now notice how strong this language is. Jesus did what? He insisted. Now, if they were going to be obedient to him, what would they do? They would get in the boat, and they would just head out. And that's what they did. Now, keep in mind, this is Jesus talking. This is Jesus instructing and insisting that his followers, those disciples, get in the boat and head out. He knows what's ahead of them. He knows what's coming. But he insists that they get in the boat and they head out. They do. They head out in the boat, and while they're out there, the disciples get into trouble far away from land, so there's no security blanket out there, right? You can't just swim to shore. There's no security blanket. They're out in the boat. The winds come up. The waves come up. They are in trouble. Would you say this is a bad thing? Bad thing is happening. Why is this bad thing happening? Because they obeyed Jesus, and they got in the boat, and they went out just like he told them to do. They got in the boat, they followed what he told them to do, and where did it land them? In trouble. Why would that happen? Why would Jesus put them in such jeopardy in their obedience? About 3 o'clock in the morning. Really? (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning. Can we work on the timing here, Jesus? I mean, when it seems impossible, when it, when it seems irrelevant, when it seems absolutely hopeless, at three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. What's this tell us? Listen, write this down. You ready? Bad things are not always bad. And in our obedience, the trouble that we experience as a result of our faithfulness may be exactly the most important place for us to be so that we can experience Jesus in a way we couldn't anticipate, in a way we may not fully understand, in a way that is purely, miraculously Him. I mean, do you think these guys ever expected that Jesus would come walking to them on the water? Did you think when they got in the boat in in obedience that they ever thought to themselves, well, you know, if we have trouble, Jesus is just going to come walking on that water. Three o'clock in the morning, but he'll be there. No idea. But because they were in trouble, because they were in that place, because they were in the boat, because they were in the midst of the struggle, because they're right there in trouble, it's there. 
It's exactly there that they get to experience Jesus in an incredible way that they could never understand or anticipate before they got in the boat. You may be in exactly the place you need to be to experience Jesus, even if it seems like a bad place. Even if it seems like a bad place. The disciples saw him walking on the water. They were terrified. I am not underestimating that bad places are difficult. I, I am not underestimating that bad places are challenging and heartbreaking. They are. But it may be there, in that place as you're obedient, that you experience Christ in a way you couldn't experience him in any other place. Bad things aren't always bad. And what we hold on to is what Jesus said to them in the midst of the struggle. He said, don't be afraid. Take courage. Why? I am here. That is what we hold on to as Christ followers. We're obedient. We're faithful. It may lead to bad things. But in those bad things, we still have Christ. We still experience Christ. We still have His promises. We still have His commitment. We know even there, He is with us and He is working. Bad things aren't always bad. And bad things... Bad things are going to happen, not simply because we do disobedient things, but bad things are going to happen because bad is busy. By the way, do you notice all those bees there? I work really hard all week. <laughs> ba -ba, ba -ba, ba -ba, ba -ba, all right? Bad things happen because bad is busy, right? The reality is sin is working in our world, and it is contrary to us, right? Jesus, ruler of the universe, all right? Creator, participant in the creation of all things, says the time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, who did the ruler of the universe? What did he just say? The evil one is actively at work in this world. It's true. How do I know? Is it getting any better out there? The evil one. The evil one wants to put you in a bad place. Why? Because it believes, just like it did with Jesus, if he could just get him on a cross, if he could just crucify him on a cross, then he would give up. If he could just pound those nails in his hands and feet, then he would give up on the Father. If he could just get him in that place, that bad place, then he would, just, he would, he would forfeit the Father finally. That's what he wants to do with us. Just get us in those bad places so we say, God, it's all your fault. Get us in those bad places so we rebel against God. Get us in those bad places so we say, God is worthless. God can't do anything. See, the evil one wants to get us in those bad places so that we will deny Christ and he can own us. And most important, he can destroy our witness to the world. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, when this happens, and it will because you're in a broken world, 
when these troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. You see, can you rethink in your heart of faith when these things happen in your life, can you rethink and understand that bad isn't always bad? It may be the very place where Jesus is going to work in your life, and it is an opportunity for you to grow in your faith and to make a witness that you couldn't make except for from this place. That's, that's why we get this encouragement that your brothers and sisters, when trouble comes of any kind, consider it an opportunity. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to do what? A chance to grow. This is where God is going to work your life in a new and a different way. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete and needing nothing. It's in those very difficult, bad places. And again, I am not underestimating how tough that is. But can you rethink? Can you relook? Can you look with the eyes of faith and say, wait a minute, this may be the very place that I need to be so that Jesus works in a way I couldn't think, imagine, or anticipate. This may be the very place that I need to be so that my faith can be built, that it can stand the test, that it can stand up against the ruler of this world who's trying to drive me away from Christ, that I can see this as, as an opportunity, not just to grow my faith, but an opportunity to make a witness to somebody else who doesn't know Jesus, that in this opportunity, in this bad place, I can let my life stand for something bigger than myself. That I can point people to Christ. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. You remember those guys? I mean, astounding. Do you think their lives were perfect? You think they didn't go through trouble? Of course they went through challenges. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. Their life wasn't complete. For God has something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. Is it possible, Christ follower, that even in those difficult places, God is working in a way you can't imagine? And even in those places, He has something better in mind. And that better may simply be the purpose of your life, not for yourself, but for the cause of Christ, to reach one more person through your witness in bad and difficult times. You remember that guy on the road where we started today? That guy in the road where the, where the disciples made that silly assumption, and they just made that silly assumption, who sinned, Jesus, who sinned? And Jesus said, no, uh-uh. It was not because of his sins or his parents' sin. Don't, that's silly. Don't buy into that. Jesus answered, this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Bad is not always bad. 
you may be in the very place you need to be in that time of struggle so that Jesus can work and reveal himself, so Jesus can grow you and empower you in a new way, and so that your life can stand for something that is kingdom-worthy and that you can make a witness in the midst of that struggle. Easy? No, not easy. Worth it? Yes. Yes. Bad is not always bad. It doesn't come just from bad behavior. It comes even with the opportunity, even if the evil one is behind it. It comes even with the opportunity for us to serve Christ with our lives. Let's pray. Father, thanks. Thanks. You're with us. You promise I am here. And Lord, we're, go we're going to go through challenges, sometimes of our own making. And uh, we ask that you forgive us for that. Uh, forgive us and, and get, us, get us right. Help us to make those decisions to live according to your will and your purposes. Lord, sometimes uh, it's going to happen just because we're obedient, because we, we live in contrast to the world. And so give us courage. Sustain us in those times. E even in the, the darkest hours, those 3 o'clock in the morning moments when we're, we're filled with doubt, discouragements, show up. Do what only you can do. Use those times to reveal yourself in a new way that, that we can only experience you in that moment, in that time, through this way. Lord, while the evil one would try to draw us away, uh, give, us, give us strength to be faithful, just like your son Jesus was. Faithful to a cross, faithful to giving up his life. And Father, he walked out of the grave three days later, triumphant. We know you will do the same for us, that even when we go through difficult times, you will bring us to a new future, you will reclaim us, you will renew us, you will strengthen us, and you will use us for the cause of the kingdom that others may see our faith and believe. Lord, today, that's what these young people that are going to stand up here are signing up for. Help them be convinced today to follow you no matter what. We ask it humbly in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, we have a great...